We've been talking about this for what seems like months now. Young people involved in brazen daylight and midnight robberies and getting away scot-free. According to the Herald's Jane Fair, young people have turned away from robbing dairies because dairy owners are now locking up vapes and cigarettes. So the only takings to be had are lollies, biscuits and drinks. Lot of effort for very little reward. They realise they can target high-end goods at shopping malls like clothing, electrical goods and stuff they can flog off easily out the back of a truck. I thought the appeal was getting brownie points with their gang of choice. Look at what I can do, patch me up, mate. But according to Fair, there's a social media element to it as well, although they only leave the footage up for a very short time on platforms like Snapchat and TikTok. They absolutely love the notoriety they get from the postings because they're kids, and this is all they can do. Thus, ram raids have become a bit of a craze. Karen Bright, County's Monaco Detective Inspector, was on the Mike Hosking Breakfast this morning, and she says, look, the police are doing their best to round up the brazen offenders. But the real issue for police is that the vast majority of crimes are being committed by children and young people. We are out there, our team are out there in the night, they're patrolling, they're stopping cars, they're dealing with young people who they find in those cars. Um, in relation to once the offending happened, our detectives are investigating and we, we are identifying those responsible. Um, the problem we face though is that a lot of these offenders are really young. Um, certainly in counties Manukau, over 50% of the offenders we've dealt with since October have actually been 10 to 13, um, sorry, 10 to 14, and then over 90% of them are under 17. So, so there, there are, we need other, thing, other help to address this problem. And they haven't got the answers. They don't know. They're just picking them up. Up to 90% of the crimes are committed by children under 17. So up to the age of 18, kids are dealt with in the youth court. And these kids know that means they won't be going to jail. Nothing like it. They'll be lucky if they get community service. In effect, they're getting away without even the requisite slap on the hand with the wet bus ticket. There are simply no consequences for such high-level offending, and that is plain wrong. Police don't have the answers, the government doesn't have the answers, I don't have the answers. And yet the cost for businesses being targeted is absolutely crippling. So what do we do? Well, according to a journalist... Many of these young people who drift into crime often don't know that what they do is wrong. They're destitute of all the things that children should have as a right. Food, clothing, shelter, security and care. They have an ingrained conviction that it is you who are wrong, not them. That you are wrong in the first place in appropriating all the good things that the world affords, leaving none for them but what they steal. So the recurring theme, according to this journalist, is that crime and homelessness are indelibly linked. Time and time again, people are saying that if only destitute children could be rescued from the streets, a large part of the problem of juvenile crime would be solved. And when was that written? That was written by a journalist in 1869, reporting on the street kids in London. Has anything changed? Well, I was tempted to say nothing has changed, but it has. In 19th century Britain, there wasn't a welfare system. There wasn't money given to people to look after their children. 
they were forced to live on the streets. The women were forced to put the children into some kind of ghastly Victorian orphanage because there were no other options. In this day and age, there is a welfare system that supports children who are doing it tough through their parents. And if the parents are failing them, then hold them to account. If these children are, 90% of them who are committing the crimes, are under 17, look to the parents. If they're getting a benefit to provide for these children and they're failing to do so, it has to be on the parents, surely to goodness. If my child had committed a crime or had, had wronged someone, I would have felt responsible, as would my parents. You know, homelessness and hunger and poor parenting has been around since the age dot. As we've seen, 1869, you could take those words. If they'd been talked back in 1869, yeah, this is exactly what they would have been talking about. And there would have been the reformers who would have said, no, don't put them into stalls and don't put them into dreadful, ghastly institutions where they will be brutalised. And I'm kind of with the reformers. It's tempting to say, just throw them into a reformatory school a kind of juvenile prison, but given the appalling abuse of children in these sorts of institutions that's been highlighted by the Royal Inquiry into abuse and state care, would we really want to do that again? Predators know where vulnerable children are, and they seek them out. The difference between Victorian England and modern-day New Zealand is that there are, is there a welfare system that is supposed to help and support Families who are doing it tough with children. The state isn't failing these children. Their parents are. Go hunt out the parents of these children. Make them responsible. Make them culpable. See if that works.